Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. What's the number one question we're asked in the Facebook group? Where do I find the join button? No, it's the wrong question. Try again. Oh. Uh, how much insurance should I have and who should I have it with? Yes. All of the questions are about, not all of them, but there's a lot there's of a questions lot. about insurance. What? People are really interested in insurance. Yeah, because we don't know. Because <laughs> no one has it. Yeah. Well, it seems like there's a lot that <laughs> don't, but a lot of people don't know. Or they've got some, but they don't know if it's doing what it's meant to do and will it cover them for this and it's how really much should confusing. they have for that and I've got this, should I have this one as well? And yeah, it's pretty, and that's... You know, that's across life insurance, across uh, vehicle tool business. Um, and what else is there? Health insurance. TPD. Yeah. So people get very confused pet about insurance. all these insurances. Pet insurance. I had that for a while. I do not. <clears throat> and then um, I, I do love my dog, but I decided not to get insurance for him. Do you know that for, you know, we're getting a new dog. We, we're yeah. adopting a dog, listeners. We're yes. adopting a golden retriever, beautiful girl. So I priced up pet insurance because that means I will have four pets again. And I'm thinking, wow. Is that a bit pricey, I bet? Three and a half grand earlier this year for Otis because the golden retriever male, because he had a tummy ache, essentially. So that was expensive. It's an expensive and I'm thinking, tummy ache. what happens if they both get a tummy ache in one year? I need some insurance <laughs> for that. I'm not sure I can afford <laughs> two of them to go down. But it was like, uh, I think it was almost seven or eight hundred bucks a month for the Whoa. four animals. That's impressive. Okay, so Otis is nine and Shelby is eight. And given Shelby's ah, history yes. of being a puppy farm dog, gotcha. they were not uh, – in fact, they really didn't want to insure her anyway. And then there's two cats and they're six and five or seven and five. So because they've Crikey. sort of reached over that five-year mark, it becomes really expensive. And this is so boring for our listeners. But <laughs> oh, it leads to the same thing, right? You need to have the right insurance for the right thing. $700 a month. Mm, it was really expensive. I wrote back, especially to the Woolworths one, and said, are you for real? Is this really for real? Can my dogs really cost that much money? You're talking like 10 grand a year. Mm, so I could put just half of that aside and have enough for emergencies. Exactly. Which Crazy, is exactly hey? what I've done with our Labrador mm. is we self-insure. We stick out an amount of money in a bank account every month. Yes. And we've already got enough to cover most sort of, you know, car accident stuff or, you know, eats a toad and needs his stomach pumped and adrenaline injections and all that mm. sort of garbage. But, yeah, more than one pet, that would get hard. Well, if they, <laughs> I've just spoken to the pets recently and asked if they could just do it one <laughs> year at a time. So, if Otis, you're up next, and then Shelby, it's your turn. Mia, if you can go a year or two after that, that'd yeah, be great. Yeah. Penelope, look, you're, you, she's the youngest in the family. You need to wait five years. It's nuts, though. And if, if we sort of loop back to the whole insurance thing, the amount of money we spend on our pets to save them or make them okay or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and yet we quibble over... Mm. Insurance to protect our income. So true. When that's the thing that runs the whole house. Yes. And it's a, you know what? In most cases, it's a, it's a buttload less than seven hundred dollars a month. Yeah, I know. To insure your income. Doesn't make any sense, does it? Um, now today's guest, he also has a family dog called Rufus. 
Well, I did not know that about Antonio. There you go. Now, Antonio Perez, that is not his full name. Uh, But if you have a listen, he'll actually tell you his full name. Um, He's Chilean-born and grew up in Canada. That's terrible. So he's a bit of a hybrid, Antonio. And now he's an Aussie with a dog called Rufus, who is very passionate about life insurance, of all things. I know. It was really cool, though. (laughs) How often do we get to speak to passionate people about insurance? And apparently he also did uh, (laughs) an impersonation of uh, Ricky Martin doing the La Bamba yeah. at, uh, at a company <laughs> conference recently. So we outed him on that too. And we're looking forward to the video footage. Thank you. So you've got to have a listen to that one. But today's episode is really important because we do get asked a lot about insurance. So despite our four-minute uh, waffle at the start there, <laughs> today's episode, <laughs> um, Antonio pretty much lays it out for you as far as some of the things to be aware of. Um, how to decide which company you should be talking to, mm-hmm. um, the different, uh, well, not products, but the different aspects of life insurance and what mm-hmm. they mean, um, some of the pitfalls, and um, and a couple of myths busted in this one as well. So um, definitely worth a listen. It's not super long, but, for, but super important. Um, so if you have life insurance or if you don't, you really need to get your head around this stuff because... You know, it just happens all too often is people have an accident either mm. at work or riding the jet ski on the weekend mm. or riding the kids' razor scooter. <laughs> um, I've heard more accident stories from adults inappropriately riding their kids' um, Things. fun toys yep. and breaking ankles and elbows yeah. and collarbones and stuff than I have in the actual, you know, dangerous sports like motorbike riding. Uh, so yeah, if you've got a Razor scooter in your house, you need to listen to this episode. You really do. Alrighty, so we're joined on today's episode by Antonio Perez. Did I say that right? Correct. Yeah. Very well. Very well pronounced. Awesome. Thank you for being so complimentary, Antonio. And that's why I didn't want to start. (laughs) Because I I looked at at Nicole, it's like, you want to start? She's like, "Mm mm-mm. So, uh... (laughs) So Antonio is a an, a guru when it comes to life insurance or risk, as it's called, um, risk insurance. And so uh, Antonio, welcome to the Traders in Business podcast, mate. Lovely to be here. Thanks, guys. Thank pleasure, you. Pleasure, pleasure. Now I know that our listeners are really excited to hear you talk about life insurance. I'm uh, sure they are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they are. And they're all uh, they're all sitting there with with bated breath and sweaty palms. But uh, um, so you you're from Skylight, uh, which is um, well part of Busque's service. It's the financial planning uh, division of Busque. Um hmm. So. Mate, you obviously didn't sort of start doing life insurance when you were two years old. Uh, can you tell us a bit about how you came to be so lucky? Oh, geez. That's, uh, I don't know if it's a good story or a sad story, but uh, effectively, um, I was visited at my home by a financial planner um, back in 2012. So at that time, I was actually uh, working with a precast construction company um, at that time. We'd gone through, obviously, uh, as everybody did, um, uh, the, the pitfalls of the GFC. Um, I'd always been interested in finance, um, so that was always something in, in the background that I, that I always enjoyed doing. Um, on, um, during that visit um, with the financial planner, I, I, he obviously he raised a lot of um, areas and topics 
that I was completely unaware of. And that really prompted my interest. I'm, I'm just one of those types of people that I've come across something and it intrigues me. I want to know more about it. Um, so after that meeting, I pursued my RG146, um, started doing that. And at that time, uh, post-GFC, uh, post um, it was turbulent times for a lot of businesses. And, and uh, I was in charge of the, the construction, uh, well, project supervision um, of, the, of, of the precast company um, at the time. And they were looking at um, severing, severing that 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 area. So I needed to to look at um, other uh, avenues. Um, so I pursued that, and and sort of more or less fell into it. Um, um, the next time I met with that same financial planner, he 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 looked at me and he said, "You've obviously done your homework. Um, I've done obviously that study, and I and, I, and it, like I said, it, it really intrigued me. So I pursued it further." And I found a, an opportunity through AMP Horizons, uh, which was a, a graduate program that they were running at the time. And, um, and I thought that, that that was a good way to sort of step in. I didn't want to just jump in to financial planning and pretend to know, okay, well, I'm sitting in front of people and pretend mm -hmm. to know what I'm doing. Uh, I had to sort of take a bit of a, a gradual approach, and that was my way of getting in. Uh, so I did that, that graduate program, came out on the other side, um, and, and then effectively started working in the but always, um, yeah, for some reason, it, it, dealing with a lot of accumulators, obviously, um, insurance is, is an integral piece of it. Um, it's not the only piece of the puzzle, but it is a, a, a big portion of it, especially when you're dealing with, with that, that area, um, that, that division. So that, that, that's how I said it, actually, is how I started. So yeah. Awesome. So just literally out of personal interest, you've uh, changed career. Most definitely. Yeah, definitely a career changer. So I, I was doing that graduate program and I'm in the room with, you know, 30, 40 other um, uh, people that are doing doing the course, you know, all with sort of finance background and and para planning background. And, and, and here I am, uh, uh, a precast construction um, operator and yeah, completely different. So yeah, definitely out of my comfort zone. But I guess it's where you do your most learning is I, yeah, I definitely subscribe to the idea of be comfortable with the uncomfortable. So mm. that's that was me, most definitely. Yeah, I think it helps when you're passionate about something too, which clearly you must be to make such a significant change in your life. Yeah, look, I mean, at the time, obviously, with with what had happened during the GFC, it was definitely a wake up call for for everyone, not just myself. But so yeah, it was it was it was almost like, well, you need to look at. I, I said to myself, I need to look at something that is going to provide me with longevity. Mm. And, and obviously, um, as long as I was actually, you know, as you mentioned, passionate and genuinely intrigued and, and wanting to pursue it, um, I, I just looked at, at, the, at the long term. Mm. And it's brought me here. So, mm. yeah. Well, speaking of long term, that's really where we're going with today's episode. In one form or another, we're having a look at insurance, which is really it's got to be what top three, top five questions we're asked all the time from tradies is what insurance do I need? What should I have? Who do I talk to? Where do I go? And they're the questions you're going to answer for us today, Antonio. Perfect. No problem. <laughs> now, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Now, before we get into that, I, I think we should probably get this out of the way. Mm. Um, we were put up to something <laughs> by one of your colleagues, Antonio. Brace yourself, Antonio. <laughs> Um, I think it has something oh, to do with an impression of someone. That, maybe, oh. maybe something to do with a conference you were at recently. 
Uh, yes, okay. Well, let's just let's just um, be clear <laughs> that when you're when you're when you're doing those sorts of things at those you know company functions, and uh, the intention is not to be a star, but the intention is to entertain. <laughs> it helps when when the majority of the audience is a inebriated um, because then you come off as a star so just, yeah. i believe you really have come off as a star we've we've heard about this little story maybe once or twice yeah 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 well four or five drinks yeah definitely uh, might have yeah they, they might have thought i i sounded better than i actually did so, yeah. so what what actually took place antonio we want to get the lowdown from you because uh oh, your colleague oh look it was it was a really really great function it was our our last uh, company conference and with, with Scarlett and Bus Q, and we're all in, in the same room, and, and uh, they, they brought out the old uh, karaoke machine, and so everybody was having a bit of a go. And you can as imagine, um, at, the beat, at the start of the night, you know, maybe one drink in, you don't sleep too well, but by the time I got on there, it was definitely towards the end of the night, and I decided to, to go with, with, uh, with a bit of my background. So I'm, 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 I'm Chilean-born, but raised in Canada, uh, so that's probably where you're picking up a bit of an accent. Um, but yeah, so so I definitely went back to my Latin roots <laughs> and decided I'm gonna belt out La Bamba and and uh, it come it came off and um, <laughs> and the I, rest I is history. Repeat it. I couldn't repeat it. They asked me to do it the next morning. I said no, no. You <laughs> <laughs> it was a one-time performance. You're a one-hit wonder. That's exactly it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but not when it comes to uh, insurances. So no segue, was. <laughs> <laughs> and I promise not to slip up and call you Ricky instead of Antonio. Oh, thanks very much. I could I could uh, I could tell you exactly what the Latin curse is. We, you know, the Latin curse is is your never-ending. Uh, long name so so antonio perez is the short version so we'll just keep it at that yeah so, so <laughs> now i'm intrigued yeah so now that you've said that what is your full name okay so the full name is jose antonio perez retamal that's my full name goodness nice yes i know i know it's it's a curse it, so is that typical for 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 latin for, for Latins, generally it is. Generally it is. And is so there um, is there a significance? Is it like part of that family names that you carry on with? Yeah. So we always we always carry um, uh, my mother's maiden name. So yes. Retamal is my mother's. So we'll carry that through. Right. Um, Perez is my father's name, but we carry that as is is yeah. It's wow. The tradition. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. We're getting a, um, a lesson in all sorts of things today, not just insurance. This is yeah. fantastic. Us, us uncultured Aussies Absolutely. Are, are learning a bit about the fact that there's other countries in the world yeah. with different traditions to ours. So, uh, so Antonio, let's talk about insurance. Um, okay. What, what sort of insurance are we going to talk about with you today and why is it important? Okay, so in terms of what we what we look at um, with uh, in, under financial planning, it's 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 relegated to, to personal insurances. So um, things like um, home and contents and car insurance and so forth, those those are what is regarded as general insurances. So it, it's not something that we we deal with. We deal with personal insurances. So effectively, um, the way I like to explain personal insurance is it's it's like a it's like a jigsaw puzzle four pieces of the puzzle essentially so you've got life insurance you've got tpd which is totally and permanent disablement insurance you've got income protection and then you've also got trauma insurance or critical illness those are essentially the four pieces of the personal insurance puzzle mm. and and 
Can you give us a and, – and I guess, you know, we'll throw the disclaimer in here that everything we discussed today is general advice and it doesn't consider your personal circumstances. So if you're listening to this and you want to go and do something about it, then please go and see a financial advisor or a risk uh, specialist. Um, obviously, we would encourage you to see someone from Skylight uh, like Antonio. And if you're really lucky, he might uh, do a bit of la bamba for you. But uh, – <laughs> So, yeah, um, general advice only. But across those four different products, Antonio, what, what are they all for? Because I think a lot of people get confused about, well, what's what's term cover and what's death cover and TPD? Why do I need that when I've got trauma cover? And, and if I've got trauma, how come I need income protection? And, you know, how do they all work yeah. together? Yeah, perfect, perfect. And look, that's a, that's a common question that we get all the time, especially with with the market segment that the, that we deal with. Well, I've got income protection. Why do I need this? And so on. Well, just to, and, and hence the reason why I try and simplify the discussion and, and, and relate back and reference back to those uh, pieces of the jigsaw. So life insurance is, is effectively death insurance. Call it what it is, or if you're diagnosed with a terminal illness. It's understanding that that's, that's the purpose of that, that cover. So um, unlike uh, TPD cover, total permanent disablement cover, which is more or less a, an occupation-related type of cover because it does cover you in the event that you suffer an illness or an accident, and that impedes you from ever returning back to work. And that's that's the key word there is ever returning to work, okay? Which is which is way into income protection. So income protection, similar to TBD, is an occupation-related type of the personal insurance cover. Um, however, um, it's if you suffer an illness or an accident that prevents you from going back to work for a period of time. So not ever, but for a period of time. Um, that's where the income protection will come into play. And then you've got uh, trauma insurance. Trauma insurance is similar to life insurance in that it's health related. It isn't so much occupation related. Okay, so trauma insurance will cover things like uh, critical critical conditions, essentially. So uh, three of the most commonly claimed on heart attack, cancer, stroke um, are probably the most commonly claimed on in terms of critical conditions. Um, so if you were to suffer one of those critical conditions, it's not saying that you're never going back to work. Mm. So that's why they think, oh, well, TPD. Well, no, it's not saying that you're never going back to work. If you're diagnosed with a critical condition, it may just be that you need time for recovery, and that's where the trauma insurance will come into play. So if you need a, a year off work, then you could potentially claim on your income protection if you're working at the time and you have that policy, but you may also be eligible for a trauma payout if you've got that as well. Mm. What's some of the, um, I shouldn't say horror stories, Antonio, but and and listeners who have, who have uh, tuned into the show for a while would probably know that I worked in the financial planning industry for a number of years, quite some yeah. time ago, in a, in a couple of okay. lives ago. Uh, sure. But uh, I guess, you know, I used to hear some of the statistics, um, you know, 15 plus years ago about how many people have cover and more frighteningly how many don't um, and some of the big mistakes that people make uh, can can you give our our listeners some insight into again why is this so important that they pay attention to it Uh, it's a it's important it not not only for so obviously with with the the clientele that we deal with um, we do deal with um, primarily those involved in the building construction industry um, it's not that, but it is probably the the, the, the focused target market that, that we deal with. Mm. So, for example, someone that is a, a contractor, not, not a PAYG employee, and they don't have income protection policy. Um, well, they don't have that security of, of 
of having an income going forward in the event of because obviously um, they rely on on projects you know going forward and mm-hmm. so on. Mm-hmm. If they were to suffer an illness or an accident, then haven't got that security of income. So um, you'd have to have obviously contingency plans in place. They may be building up their cash reserves, and and hopefully that was the case. But if they haven't got that, then um, the question that I always ask, well, what what is what is the backup plan? What what, what are we thinking yeah. about? And yeah. these are the discussions that we have all of the all of the time. Yep. Um, I guess it's really important to to know in terms of those four pieces of the puzzle. Um, ownership structures as well is is a, is an area that we that we discuss with them as well. How do you wish to hold your insurances? So, I mean, um, as you mentioned before, uh, there's a there's a large percentage of the of the Australian population that is underinsured or potentially not insured at all. Um, but you also have the threat of those that that do have insurance being overinsured. So it's really uh, it's really important about understanding what exactly are the needs, um, what are your requirements, and having that insurance tailored to your specific needs and in specific situation. So that's where we can obviously shed a little bit of light and provide that guidance um, because it, it is important. And what we all, I've got this love-hate relationship with with insurance. I, I really do. I really do. And and as you mentioned at the beginning, um, it is something that I sort of fell into and 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 um, and, and sort of developed a, a bit of a a knowledge around it and. How, and how to effectively structure something that is going to be of, of importance to, to one. Um, so, so if if you didn't have those insurances, then obviously that's a discussion that you have to have to say, well, what is it? What is the contingency? You hate paying the premiums, but if something did happen, you're really happy that you did because mm. it, it has come into play and then all of a sudden you're receiving it. Mm. And only then, unfortunately, it's only then when something does occur to yourself or to someone that you know, that you start to see the value of insurances. Mm. Um, because if you didn't have it otherwise, you think, well, oh, geez, you know, um, I wish I did. And, and to think about as to think of it as an afterthought is it's, it's, it's already too late. Yeah. Yep. I'd really like to touch on the fact that one size doesn't fit all when it comes to insurance. We're all really different. What our, our, I guess the, our exposure or our risk is really different. My insurance looks very different to my husband's insurance. Yet I think yep. we're sold on, in a mass market on this one size fits all and yet yep. that's where we hear a lot of the horror stories we hear that so many tradies aren't actually covered the way they thought or assumed they were covered. So mm. can you talk to us, um, I guess, about how we ensure that we're getting the correct insurance for us and our personal needs? Okay. Well, really, um, it's really about understanding what's important um, what you would wish to, to cover in the event of. So you do have to sort of have that hypothetical conversation about, well, in the event of, what would you like to see happen? Because as you mentioned, it's, it's going to be different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone will have a different um, um, need, will have a different uh, significant point that they want to make, make sure that they're, they're covered for. Generally speaking, most people that, that seek to, to establish some sort of in- insurance wish to have um, – their, their debts covered. Mm. Okay. That's, that's sort of a, yeah, it's, it's almost where you'd probably want to start is then you, you have people that, that in the event of, they, they may wish to ensure that uh, if they've got children, they want to ensure that, you know, if in the event of they'd have, you know, if they were looking at private education, they'd want to ensure that that's being covered for in the event of, mm. 
So, or, or others, it, it may be something different. Um, there's, there's no size, there's not one size fits all. That's, that's, that's a myth. It's, it's, and it shouldn't be the way insurance is sold. Mm. It should be tailored and it should be specific to what the situation is and what's important, what, what those same people for them, what's important for them in the event of. Yeah. 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 I feel like, yeah. um, some of the confusion maybe comes from our familiarity with car insurance and mm. house and contents where it's pretty much just comes down to the value. Do you just want to replace the car at market value or, yeah. you know, at an agreed value? And then, you know, if you've got some accessories and stuff that you want to cover and, yeah. and then people look at life insurance and go, well, surely it's the same thing. It's just yeah. how much do I want? And, you know, who's got the cheapest premium? So, um, yeah. Is it that simple, Antonio? No, it, look, it, it isn't, and it shouldn't be compared. I mean, that's probably that's one of the main reasons why, you know, distinguish what we do as financial planners in terms of the insurances that we look at, as opposed to someone that's just a, a broker that's dealing with with you know, general insurances. It's mm-hmm. a it's a different kettle of fish. It, it really it really is, um, and it's it, and it should be specific. Um, I guess one thing that one one thing that that one, that I, I should point out with with Skylight is. In terms of the way we deliver advice, uh, and if it is if it is risk, and if it is um, the concern is 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 primarily insurance, is ensuring that you have the right protection in place. Is we look we have a a range of product providers that we deal with. Um, they're all uh, reputable providers because through that screening process. But um, what's different to what we do as opposed to potentially other uh, practices that are out there is we do not accept commissions. So. And that has a significant difference in terms mm. of premium. So, you know, in the past, for those that may have had insurances established in the past, it may have been sold to them that, oh, we can do insurances and there's no cost to you uh, for doing it. We're, we're going to, you know, and look, to be quite honest, there's nothing that's done for free. Um, so they were, that when they were set, when they were set with those insurances up, they may have not been paying an out of pocket to have those insurances established but they were paying it indirectly through uh, whatever sort of commission structure was, mm. was applied to those insurances. So back in the day, they may have you know, had you know, upfront commissions, which may have been 100 to 130% of, of, of whatever the upfront premium was, the initial, the initial premium. So it's, it's quite substantial. And then you've got the ongoing commissions that, that, that tack on to, you know, after the first year, they tack on there. So indirectly, they're actually paying for that uh, establishment of insurances through those commissions indirectly by by the increase in premium. So that's something different that we do here. We, we, we strip all of that out. Um, yes, we work on a for service basis, but ultimately when we provide that advice, um, we can almost guarantee that it's, it's the best value for, for what you're getting. Yeah. Um, but again, it's that, that's, that's really important. People don't can, um, normally understand that. And that's, that's a big component because it can make up, you know, 20, 25% of whatever that premium is. So, wow. yeah. That's yeah, uh, that's a hefty fee. Significant, mm. yeah. <laughs> mm, mm. And like I said, depending on how many years they've had it, well, they've had that ongoing commission being paid. They may have not even been in touch with their advisor because ultimately, because it wasn't part of their fee disclosure, mm. it's just a commission that's hacked on. Well, they go years without contacting the advisor. Yet when they get their policy schedule up in the right hand corner, they'll have your advisor is. Yep. Well, have you ever spoken to him? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever? Sp- that person, yep. yeah, yeah, well, they're just yeah. collecting the check every month. Brings yeah. an interesting yeah. question, actually. How often should we be reviewing the insurance that we do have? 
Look, essentially, look, I always, I was, I, I believe insurance is, is not a set and forget. Um, it's definitely not a set and forget. You should be looking at that, I would say, if not annually, biannually, at, at bare minimum, mm-hmm. you should be looking at that. Effect, particularly if, you know, a big portion of the insurance is to cover things like mortgage or so on. And, and if you've been a- aggressively attacking that mortgage over the course of the year, and a big component of that insurance benefit is, is directed at that that mortgage well you know what one way of combating that premium is to have a look at that and if 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 the need isn't there as it was when you first started or when we should start to look at that and if need be, we can reduce mm-hmm. yeah and that that obviously um allows you to keep uh, keep a good handle on, on that premium because mm-hmm. it can get it can get quite hefty depending on the premium structure that you've got mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. Now I've I've seen some pretty scary setups uh, with people, and because of my background knowledge, um, yep. when I I hear some of the barbecue conversations, or even in our group <laughs> in Tradies in Business, mm. in our Facebook group, you know we've got nearly thirteen, fourteen hundred uh, trade business owners in there, and some yep. of the uh, some of the water cooler advice that I see floating around from from uh, average people scares me a little bit a lot actually um because you know it's either because they're underinsured or they think they've got enough cover when in fact you know i i I take income protection for example you know wait periods and benefit periods and you know there's all this jargon that i think confuses people and often it means they mistakenly think they're covered for things that they're not um have you got some uh, perhaps guidelines, Antonio, or examples of, of, you know, perhaps what someone came to you with and what they needed and, and the difference between the two, just to highlight that for our listeners? Um, I guess I would probably speak to that point. Um, and again, because of the, the, the clientele that we deal with, income protection is definitely, um, I wouldn't say top priority, but it is a concern because obviously um, the, the statistics around, you know, um, uh, those sorts of individuals working on job sites, you know, they tend to, to, to get injured a little bit more frequently than, let's say, your, your standard office worker or so on. So obviously having that income protection place is, is definitely of importance. Now, with income protection, I guess one of the, the, the big the myths is if you've got income protection and it's 100%, 100% owned and held within your superannuation, it's important to understand that whilst you have that income protection policy, which is which is a great start, um, the the threat with that, particularly for those that are contractors or, or sole traders, is if there was a gap in between their jobs. So let's say, for instance, uh, you're on a project, uh, you're a contractor, um, that project has stopped, and then there's a three month gap in between um, the the next project starting. If you were to suffer an illness or an accident in that gap you may not necessarily be covered because of what's referred to as gainful employment definition. So gainful employment, and this is, has, has to do with if your income protection is completely held within super. If you were to suffer that illness or accident during, during that gap in, peri- um, gap in work, you may not be eligible to claim uh, with your income protection if it's solely held within superannuation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because of that gainful employment definition. So one of the things that we look at is, again, very specific, very tailored, understand what type of person is sitting in front, what, what's the need, what's the risk. If they're a sole contractor, I definitely start to look at, okay, well, um, if, 
cash flow is a concern, we could potentially look at holding a portion of it within super, but there also, there also is an ability to have it uh, like a split ownership structure whereby you can hold a portion of it directly. So that avoids that whole gainful employment, employment definition risk that sole traders contract are faced with and that they might not necessarily be aware of. Yeah. Mm. I think for many, particularly tradies, um, their first brush with income insurance generally comes when we get our first home loan and the bank is invested in selling us an insurance policy so that we cover the home loan in event something dreadful happens to us. And there's a big difference and personally that was my own experience for quite some time until by fortune we met the right financial planner who sat us down and talked through our risk and and what we were currently covered for. And to be quite frank, with the bank we were with, we were covered for nothing. We were in all sorts of bother Mm -hmm. if anything went wrong. And I think there's a false sense of security, particularly in the trade industry, of tradies that have been sold this insurance with their home loan as a package. We're going to package it all up for you so you don't have to think about it. And they're not actually covered. How do do we understand what we are covered for and what we aren't? And for me, the biggest part of insurance is the security of knowing that I'm well covered, that in the event of anything happening to myself or my husband – will be paid swiftly there's we've set ours up so we don't have long waiting times because we're tradies and so we need that income pretty swiftly we don't have a bunch of money in the bank our cash flow isn't always brilliant so as a tradie how do you understand what you're actually covered for what sort of questions should we be asking how do we get that knowledge okay that that's look it's it's it goes back to the 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 old saying is you don't know what you don't know. Mm. Um, unfortunately, um, with those um, those instances, it's it's definitely worthwhile seeking a bit of guidance. Um, understanding where to go is probably the primary. Well, geez, where do I go for all of that? Yes. Um, I guess um, when you're talking directly with with um, with the banks, obviously their um, their mantra is obviously to align themselves with whatever bank product they're offering, and that necessarily isn't always the best option. Mm-hmm. Um, so seeking independent um, guidance, independent advice, um, and someone, uh, look, it can be myself or it can be anyone, as long as, as long as there isn't any sort of incentive there. So if it's, if it's a bank-aligned advisor, I, I would question whether, whether there is any sort of influence there, um, mm. any incentive driving that. Um, so that's I'd, I'd be suspicious about that, and I'd be looking at um, independent, looking for someone. Not I wouldn't use that word loosely, but definitely someone that that doesn't have that that um, that, that that incentive or isn't um, um, uh, looking at directing business elsewhere mm-hmm. for for for, uh, for their own particular gain. Yeah. Mm. And and uh, you know things like wait periods and benefit periods and all those sorts of things. I mean, uh, what are some of the things that that people really need to understand about that terminology, Antonio? Yeah, in terms of the the wait period, so the, effectively, um, if someone were to, to 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 suffer an illness or an accident that prevented them from returning to work, so speaking specifically about income protection. They need to serve whatever that wait period is. Um, so if it's a 30-day wait period, they'd serve that wait period, lodge their claim, and then that would be processed. 
Um, so if it takes, so it, it may take up to 60 days before the actual claim is is paid, but they'll pay 30 days in arrears. So, but you've got to serve the initial wait period, whatever that may be. So understanding that and understanding that, you know, if they're paying uh, in arrears, the, the, the benefit amount of whatever that agreed benefit amount is, is understand that it may not necessarily just be 30 days. For instance, if I'm just using that as an example, you may have to ensure that you have cash reserves that can keep you going for up to 60 days potentially. Mm. Yeah. So understanding how that works. Now, the benefit period um, is effectively how long, once you do go on claim, how long you would continue to receive that, that, that benefit, um, provided you're not able to, to, to go back to work. So if it's a two-year benefit period, then you would receive that for the full duration. If you're unable to go back to work, it's important to understand that uh, once you're over that benefit period, um, benefit benefit payments will cease. They stop, mm. yeah. 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 So many yep. tradies don't understand this. And how many times do we see in the group alone uh, a poor, unfortunate tradie who's had an accident and they're 60 days in and there's still no money coming and they haven't planned for that because they didn't understand. Because they, they yeah. took a 90-day wait period yes. to make the premiums cheaper and thought, well, perhaps right. without even fully understanding that it could be 120 days yeah. before they actually see any money from their insurance. Correct, correct. And that's, and that's, the, that's the significance of that discussion is – before they walk out of um, a meeting with, with, with any one of my colleagues, myself, it's important that they understand that. They, mm. they really need to understand that, that the decisions that they make now, and it's, you know, when you're trying to sort of manage between cash flow and minimizing mm. out-of-pocket expense and ensuring that you've got something of quality, well, you, you need to understand that, that for, every, for every action, there's an, there's an opposite and mm. an equal reaction. Mm. So understand what that is. And mm. if you do decide... That you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna set up your your income protection with with a longer duration wait period. That understand well, this is what it's gonna look like in the event of. So yeah, if you're happy with that, well, and we provide warnings around that because obviously as as a, as a as a as a matter of process, it's understanding what their situation is. Mm. So in terms of recommendations that we make, we'd be making recommendations based upon what whatever. It, their situation is so on the back of the information we've collected, this is what we would recommend simply because of what you've told us and what we've been able to collect. So mm. ultimately the recommendations we make are, are definitely at their discretion, but we wouldn't be making recommendations if we didn't believe it was in their best interest, mm. pure and simple. Yeah. And obviously that's why, you know, traders in business, we, we really do advocate that people go and see someone like yourself. Um, again, doesn't have to be from Skylight, uh, yeah. but, you know, go and see a professional advisor that does this, that knows the, the different products and, and can give advice and guidance on what's most appropriate. Because, you know, a 90-day wait might be completely appropriate for somebody who has the cash reserves or is willing to, to take the self-insurance risk for that period. Um, yep. But for someone who's got no money in the bank and, you know, a massive mortgage and four kids and a wife who doesn't work, um, yep. you know, a 90-day wait could, could cripple that fa family if, from something as simple as a busted ankle. You know, because you're a you're a scaffolder, mm. and you can't work for for three months while you're on crutches, and therefore not derive an income in a, as an ABN holder, and that could be the end of your mortgage. You mm. know, I mean, it's that's how catastrophic some of these scenarios can be. 
most definitely. I sat down with a couple just the other day, and he's he's a um, a glazier, mm-hmm. um, so he works full time. She does not work, but she they have two children with with disabilities, so effectively she stays at home with with the kids, and mm-hmm. and and they're still young kids, so she's got to care for them and and take care of them. And the discussion around that was well, in the event, so obviously because it was primarily they wanted to look at insurances for him. Mm. I said, well, so so that's something that we can have a look at and it's going to be specific. But understand that if something were to hap- happen to, to her, what would happen to who's going to take care of the kids in the event that she wasn't able to do that? Are you going to step off, step back from work? And so so that discussion quickly evolved into something that they wouldn't even weren't even expecting they hadn't even contemplated mm. because you need to look at it from all angles mm. um, there may be just one um you know effectively the, the 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 main breadwinner but when you look at the 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 impact that would have on the other person who's maybe 100% home duties and in that sort of situation it's quite significant because obviously the cost of the carer is is not um, can be quite expensive so you need to have a look at that and that's yeah. the advantage of choosing the right professional to work with i think is you're trained to look at a family situation in a different way than we see it so you know that wife obviously just assumed that if something happened to her i guess maybe you don't even think about it but yeah. a trained professional can take a look at the individual circumstances and think okay if you can no longer perform your duties at home who's going to do it how much is that going to cost we need to yeah. look at putting a plan in place in case something does happen to you and and the circumstances the probably the biggest lesson i'd like well, there's two things I'd like every trader to take from today. Number one, they need insurance. And number two, it needs to be regularly reviewed because things change so rapidly and you don't think about it, but that professional sitting across from you is trained to help you realize and understand your risk. That person on the end of the phone maybe that's connected with the bank probably doesn't care about your circumstances. They just care about the commission they're going to make. What you need to find is an independent person who can sit with you, have a look at your individual circumstances, and find the right products for you. It's, it's We see it all the time. It's really upsetting to see these tradies who have, are just slotting their guts out, something goes wrong and then everything falls down and mm. it happens just far too quickly and far too often. Mm. Yeah, yeah, look, and that's, and that's something that, that, that we, it's, it's almost a call to action. I, I previously sat on the other side of the fence. I was retail um, um, before aligning myself with Skylight and, and it was, I imagine you would understand this, but really that, that alignment in terms of how you want to exercise your profession and, and that alignment is key. It's mm-hmm. understanding where you feel you're going to go, be able to develop yourself professionally and align yourself with a practice that has your own uh, ethics and your own values. And that's, that's a really of a, a key relevance. Mm-hmm. I, I sat on the other side of the fence and it was hard slog getting up in the morning because I knew what I had to do. And sometimes it, it always, it wasn't always the best thing. And I, so, so I've come, I've joined Skylight. I've been with them just over a year now and it definitely aligns with my values. And those are the people that, that, that I, that we primarily work with. Mm. And it's those you know, blue collars, hard workers, you know, doing the best that they can for their families. And this is where we try to, 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 to provide, to provide that sort of that, we'll take this off your plate because yeah. I mean you have enough on your plate if we can help you with this and that's what that's what we'll do yeah. most definitely yeah it's yeah. no different to outsourcing your bookkeeping or your accounting or 
whatever yeah. other service in your business that you don't have enough time to be educated about, you need to find the right partner to work with. Yeah. Yeah. And Most it, definitely. And it, that's key. It, it's baffled me for years um, the idea that people have that if they go and speak to a particular company, a provider of, of a product, um, and in this case, you know, life insurance products, that yeah. they they have this idea that somehow they're going to get the best advice from that company. Mm. Whereas, you know, in the mortgage market, at least there seems to be some awareness that, well, if I go talk to XYZ Bank, of course they're only going to sell me their mortgage product. So if I talk to a mortgage broker, they're going to tell me which of the banking products are best for me, not best for the bank. And yet when it comes to some insurances, particularly life insurance, uh, Mm. there's, there's this, and I don't want to be, disrespectful to our listeners but there's almost like an ignorance of the fact that if i talk to one company about their insurance products they're only going to tell me about those products Mm. and they may or may not be suited to my needs so you know if you go talk to a ford dealer they're not going to sell you a holden they're going to sell you a ford um and ford might be the worst car you could buy for your needs so you know go talk to a vehicle broker um, so exactly. I guess, you know, that's really the, the big message I want to get mm. across to people other than the technical aspects of wait periods and different insurance types is sure. please go talk to somebody that can look at all of the products available on the market or at least, you know, the main ones and say, well, based yep. on what you need, Warwick, this is probably going to be the best fit. Mm. Most definitely. Yeah, because essentially, look, look, you've hit the nail on the head or it's it's definitely about... It's about the strategy. It's about what's of relevance. And you know what? To be quite honest, I could care less who it is. Yeah. But if we work out the strategy, if we if we really understand and and really hone in on what the need, what's the concern, what's the best strategy, then we'll look at product as secondary. And whatever product it is that best supports that strategy, well, guess what? That's that's what we'll look at. But but we don't start from the other end and work back. It's not that's not the way we operate. No, okay. no, yeah. yeah. So, Antonio, I, I, I'm going to ask my favorite question, uh, and it doesn't mean that we have to wrap up here. But, uh, but mate, <laughs> I, I like to ask our guests if you had a thousand trade business owners in a room, what's one thing that one one pearl of wisdom or one uh, action point or something that you would like to tell all of them? I would say I would definitely encourage them to ask questions. Mm-hmm. So don't accept the um, the pretense that all you you there isn't there isn't one solution that is that is um, the perfect fit for everyone. Um, whatever questions you feel you need to ask, whether that be one or ten or however many you feel you need to ask, you need to ask that question. Because only then can you satisfy yourself. It's it's like when you're speaking to people about tolerances to risk and so on. Not just because your neighbor or your friend or your mate is is invested a certain way, that doesn't necessarily mean it's the right fit for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in order to understand what your own tolerance to risk is, is you need to delve in into, well, you know what? Is this the way I'm being invested? Is it going to allow me to sleep at night? And if it doesn't, and it's concerning you, then it's probably not the right fit for you. Yeah. So you ask the questions, most yeah. definitely. Mm. Yeah. 
Great advice, mate. Great advice. Um, so as far as getting more information about, uh, well, you, I really want to, I really want to see if there's like YouTube footage of you doing, uh, leading everybody in the La Bamba. But uh. did you dance as well, or were you just singing? No, no, I, I, I'm, I'm a male, Nicole. You know that we're, we're, we we can't do multitasking. So it's either me and the microphone, and that's it, or you or in the dance floor. Yeah. Well, I think that the singing probably would be better than the dancing. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll need a, a repeat performance at our Christmas party. You'll need to come along and give a belt out a tune or two for us. <laughs> you could be the high. As long talent. as you call me at the end of the night when everybody's had a few. Done. Yeah, no we can do that. Yeah, <laughs> we cool, can do that. Cool. <laughs> Uh, so where should people go? Where, where should our listeners go to find out more about, uh, I guess, what we've talked about today, Antonio? Definitely. So, so you can definitely have a, have a Google search for us. So just search Skylight. So it's skylight.com.au. So have a look at that. Or there's through the BuzzQ website um, through to, to Skylight. So just it's important to understand that, you know, while we're, Skylight is built by BuzzQ, uh, we don't necessarily just um, exclusively deal with BuzzQ members. So we're an open practice um, and really, it's 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 anyone who's looking for quality advice. Mm. Um, we're able to assist, um, and we're not exclusively to BuzzQ. So that's that's important to know. And like I said, the, the I guess the point of difference for us in terms of our client value proposition is is um, we're very transparent. And in terms of if there look the 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 cost of advice will be determined by the scope of advice. So whatever it is that you're looking for. Um, we'll determine the cost of advice, but we're very upfront with that. Mm. Black and white, we'll let you know what that is. Mm. And and then you you tell us yay or nay, effectively. Yeah. Same as a tradie. It's like, here's the mm. quote. Black and white. Fixed price. Yeah. yeah. Love it. <laughs> really simple, isn't yeah. it? Awesome. Well, uh, Antonio, thank you very much for your time today. And uh, thanks for managing to make life insurance way less uh, painful and dry <laughs> than it could have been. Uh, but definitely a very important topic and, uh, and great to know there's people like you out there who are actually passionate about it and want to help people uh, make the right choices. So thank you. No, my pleasure. Thanks again, guys. And uh, yes, hopefully, uh, in those videos that you'd mentioned, uh, there are some videos. Um, I think you can do them through the Scarlet website as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I do, there is a video in relation to um, business insurance. Mm-hmm. So business insurance that ties into obviously personal insurances, mm-hmm. effectively the same tools but it gives people um, that are in that 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 that, uh, that area uh, a bit more insight as well. Fantastic. Right. Thank you. Great stuff. All right, we'll put all the links to that in the show notes. So thanks again. No worries. Thanks, guys. It's pretty rare that we talk to somebody so passionate about insurance. Yeah, but it's, it's a good thing. It's comforting, actually, <laughs> to know that there's people that passionate about what they do. Yeah. Particularly something as boring as insurance. And it's especially good that Antonio is really passionate about insurance because he needs a bit of help with the tech side of things. And so does his partner in crime (laughs) (laughs) from our retirement planning episode earlier. Uh, So we, the boys don't know that we actually grabbed this uh, before we jumped on with Antonio for this episode, but we happened to press record early, which I'm in the habit of doing these days. And it's paid off after five years of this podcast. <laughs> I managed to get some incriminating audio. Uh, it's a bit of fun. Have a listen to this. Um, these guys are great at what they do, and they're definitely not going to go into the IT industry anytime <laughs> soon. So enjoy this little outtake. You 
you just you just did this. You I know. know. I should know. And but I set myself oh my up goodness. Properly. Can you see him? No. Can you hear him? <laughs> we can hear you. Look, it says start video here. Yeah. Like, did hey. <laughs> I probably had to set myself up before because I had my tour guide that oh, understands oh, oh, the ropes apparently, but, <laughs> but not really. Okay, all right. It's like we're both Fly away, fly away. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business, and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.